Hi, this is Anthony Capazzoli with Price Fighters E-Commerce Connected Podcast. I have with me Jack, Gail, and Romina. I'm going to ask you again to say your last name. Zamanpour. <laughs> Zamanpour. You know, I've been working with you for years. I should be able to say that by now. Hey, oh, I like Romina Z. Sounds like a member of Prince's band or something. Romina Z. We're going to go with that, Romina. Is that cool? Going less, forward, of a, Romina less, less of a mouthful than Zamanpour, so yes. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Uh, so here we are. This is a podcast today to go along with our Map Minute Monday series, which has been tremendously successful. We are well past 130,000, 140,000 views uh, and climbing, which tells us that the traction is good in a good way because we're sharing relevant and on-point information about how to be successful with and around pricing policies which is great. Uh, Matt Minute Mondays, if you haven't seen them, we release them every single Monday. They're about a minute-ish long. You can find them in two ways. One, you can go to LinkedIn uh, and check us out there, either Jack's, Romina's, or my profile. Or you can get an email, so you can sign up for that at mattminute at pricebiter.com. And it's a quick, right-to-the-point, non-salesy email. So it's inbox goodness. It's not inbox fluff which I like to say, and one of the things that we've gotten a ton of questions about are ASINs, rogue ASINs. So today we're going to be talking about what those are. So I'll kick it off if that's cool, Jack and Romina Z, and we'll talk a little bit about what, first of all, an ASIN is. And an ASIN, if you don't know, and most people do know because Amazon's, has everyone heard of Amazon? Is that it's safe to say that everyone's heard of Amazon, right? I'm going to go with yes on that one since it's, oh, it's not just a jungle anymore, or maybe it is. But the, uh, the ASIN is Amazon's way to uniquely identify products. And the ASIN is usually, not usually, a ASIN is extended through the attribute. And what that means is, let's say you're buying a pair of shoes and a uh, size 10 shoe for men is one ASIN, but a size 10 and a half shoe is a different ASIN, even if it's the same brand. So each unique product all the way to the right in that attribute extension gets its own unique ASIN. And an ASIN is uh, a URL driven identifier for that particular product. So that ASIN can be found, you can do an ASIN search. And if you look up in the URL on Amazon or wherever an Amazon URL is, lives or is linked to, you can see if it's pointing to a particular product, you'll see that ASIN in the URL. So did I miss anything, Jack? I, I don't know if, if I did, please add a layer. That's clear. I'd say the one thing just to clarify even further is that ASIN is an acronym standing for Amazon Standard Identification Number. So Amazon has all sorts of fun acronyms that are becoming more socialized within the e-commerce world, but this one is probably the most important one to know and understand. See, this is why Jack and I are, are, are and Romina make a, a, a really good, we call ourselves Sales Team 6. And this is exactly why Jack adds that layer of detail that I would otherwise blow off. So I, I guess I'm fluffier. Jack is really in a very wonderful engineering structured way. That's the, the layer of data that uh, our content that Jack offers. So I appreciate that, buddy. I, I think that I very often skip that piece. So I'm glad you added it. So I appreciate that. One of the things that we find through map issues, pricing policy, monitoring and enforcement, as we know, are sellers creating unauthorized ASINs to sell the same product twice. 
So let me explain what that means. And then I'll turn it over to Jack for some additional color here. But the main thing is a brand can have supported and brand backed ASINs. And then all the sellers that are authorized to sell that particular product can link to that product as a seller to give consumers the option to buy from. So think of the waterfall effect there. What happens though is rogue or unauthorized sellers or sellers that have good intentions, don't know the process, if you will, to follow on Amazon. They'll create a unique or a rogue ASIN. So they now have two ASINs out there. So think of turning a 20 into two tens or a 10 into two fives. Now, fundamentally, from a mathematical perspective, it might not seem like that's a big deal, but it actually is. So what happens is it dilutes the effectiveness of the digital marketing strategy or your Amazon Marketing Services, AMS spend. So now people are hustling for two separate SKUs to drive traction and conversion. So the the challenge is it dilutes the brand's effort to be effective on Amazon because everything you're driving to sell and convert on, at least in the U.S., the single largest and most popular marketplace in the U.S. is by far and wide is Amazon. So what you want to do is harness the power of all things pointing to the ASINs to convert. And I'll add one more layer here. The reason that sellers create rogue ASINs is to either avoid being monitored and captured, if you will, or identified, because they think that being alone with a rogue ASIN gives them less competition and kind of no, no hurdles to jump. And that is Fundamentally not true. What it does is it dilutes the effectiveness of the click-through rates, the conversion rates, and the power of all things AMS, Amazon Marketing Services. So it doesn't do anybody any good. So one of the things that we have to do, and I'll stop talking soon, I promise, is you have to support the ASINs that are authorized and then find the ASINs that aren't authorized. I'm going to stop there and give Jack an opportunity to talk about how to do those two things, because Jack is better at that than me. Certainly. So just to reiterate the fundamental, one thing that is problematic with these rogue or unauthorized ASINs is that the seller who creates that ASIN, and anyone can do it, any seller who claims they have inventory of a certain product, gets to build out all the product details and specifications on that product detail page. So you can have a very underwhelming customer experience. If Anthony Capizzoli or Jack Gale is trying to sell your Nike shoe on Amazon, because they might use the wrong product name, they might use the wrong size, they might not include any specifications. And people think, this is my experience from Nike. Most consumers aren't wise enough or savvy enough to realize, no, this is my experience with Anthony or Jack selling it to me. They think this is a Nike experience, and they're going to have some bad reviews coming your way and just overall frustration, potentially a lack of trust in a brand. So that's why it's really important to be aware of these rogue ASINs is so that you, the brand, can get visibility to them and then ultimately control them by merging them to a master ASIN is the terminology you'll hear frequently. That is the ASIN that you, the brand, have authorized and you want your legitimate resellers competing on and driving fair competition based around their abilities as retail entities. So to Anthony's point, in order to find these ASINs, there are a number of ways that you can do this manually. You can go through a traditional shopping process on Amazon, searching on 
keywords that represent your products, your brand name, the product name, maybe a brief description, and you might be able to find the rogue ASINs that exist therein. It's much easier if you do this with the help of technology that can automate this process for you so that you're not doing manual searches on multiple different sets of keywords. And technology can take these various keywords, search them continuously, automatically to find any rogue ASIN that matches any component of those search terms. So even if they get part of the product name wrong, if that rogue ASIN has the right UPC attached to it or SKU number, technology can pick up that rogue ASIN, show it to you, allow you to address it in a more streamlined and automated fashion rather than doing this manually. But there are two ways to go about it, manually and with the help of some software to find them. Now, once you find them, thankfully, Amazon will support your efforts to merge these ASINs together. They would prefer to have a strong user experience with one master ASIN for all of these listings attached to them. So once you find potential rogue ASINs, you can utilize Amazon's vendor central user interface or seller central to request the merge of ASINs. And it's a simple form fill where you will dictate which is the master ASIN that you want to be the main one that continues on in perpetuity, and then which ASINs are rogue and need to be merged into that master ASIN. And there's workflows that are quite simple. You just need to go out and find those ASINs, and then it's really intuitive to walk through the merging process. Anthony, anything you'd add there? There are, are two additional details that I would like to offer. One is that very often what sellers trying to create what I would call a competitive list space on Amazon, which in, in real terms just doesn't exist. But what, what, they're try, what they'll do is they'll create unique bundles. So they'll say, if you buy two of these, I've created a unique ASIN. And that bundling issue becomes the fundamental challenge that many brands will have. Well, they'll say you can buy two units or three units or four units when that is not a brand authorized bundle. So from a policy perspective, what brands should do, could do, or consider doing is to extend in the policy that only brand approved bundles are allowed and here they are. Anything outside of these brand approved bundles will automatically be a violation of our policy. And then you could take steps to eradicate that particular violator in violation. So that's how you handle it from a policy perspective so that you can help control and support the customer or shopper experience to the best of the brand's ability. And Amazon is your friend in this, just like Jack described. They will go out of their way to enhance our friend, Mr. Bezos, and all of our friends at Amazon will go out of their way to optimize at every possible option the shopper experience. Nothing pisses Mr. Bezos off more than a bad shopper experience on Amazon, period. He will stop what he's doing. He'll put down his banana, whatever it is he's doing, and, and focus his attention or get people's attention to fix this problem. Um, so that's one way. And Amazon is supportive, just like Jack described. So it, the other piece of this that I think is important to note, and we can maybe add one more level here, is this is a problem that isn't always just going to go away. Just because you fix it once, it's not one and done. It's not set it and forget it. So the technology step that Jack was talking about, to have a technology go out and monitor and find and give you the opportunity to then take the enforcement steps is a really good way to go because you have to constantly stay on it. 
This is not an Amazon problem, by the way. Uh, Amazon goes out of its way to help fix the problem. But think of all of the sellers and all of the products. They couldn't possibly make sure that your brand's ASINs are streamlined and effective across the entire Amazon landscape. That's your responsibility working with Amazon to make sure that you put your time into find and fix. So that's one thing I'd point out. And then the other thing is that you you can't, you, you need to look at this every single day and get on it because it's harder to fix 50 rogue ASINs than to fix the one you find every day. So the first step is going to be under the avalanche a little bit. You can have a longer list. You take the steps to get them fixed and then always stay on it. So you're always monitoring. So every morning when you come in and you have your coffee, this should be one of the things that you do to make sure that your marketing or your Amazon footprint is clean. And this is one of the things that you can do. And once you start that process and work the routines in, it can be helpful. So that that's one thing I would point out. And you have to always have your foot on the gas here. Get in the habit of always being all over this uh, every single day and taking the steps. You can't ignore it because it could build on you. I'm not suggesting that there's, you know, every brand has thousands of rogations out there, but if you have 10, get them cleaned up. So let me add one other layer here. If there is a rogation that you ignore, uh, then an authorized seller could come in and when they do an ASIN or a product search because they have that particular product in inventory and they want to sell on Amazon, they're authorized to do so by the brand, they could mistakenly attach to the wrong ASIN as a seller, therefore adding credence and viability from a shopper's perspective that, oh, this must be a good ASIN. There's, I know this retailer or this reseller or this seller. And then all of a sudden that ASIN creates or has a life of its own, it creates its own kind of ecosystem around it. So you have to, you, you really have to be diligent about this. It's, it's not a Ronco set it and forget it effort. It needs to be continuous. And again, you can do this manually. And quite frankly, I think that you should feel the pain a little bit uh, even manually at first to figure out how big the problem is or what what's out there. And, and then you realize how much help you might need from a technology. Um, and, but it, so this is one of those steps that I think is an important one. And the good news is it's you could fix this. I mean, this is a, a big deal for brands um, to be clean. And this is not just something that only exists. We've talked about rogue ASINs, but there are other rogue products on other marketplaces that you can take these same steps, obviously through different utilization of process, but to clean things up, say on the Walmart marketplace, for example, um, or others. So that is, um, we'll stop here today. If you have any other questions, you can reach out to us at Minute at PriceBiter.com, Jack, Romina Z, or me, Anthony, will get back to you or one of our other very good, very smart and helpful people on our team.